Best of Bordeaux swings in front by length on Dormier. Then came Sweet Ride from Lady Laguna. Cool and Gutter being called upon running on. Best of Bordeaux just in front of Dormier. But Cool and Gutter's giving chase. Best of Bordeaux bravely in the lead from Cool and Gutter. Coming through is Fireburn with a big run off the fence. And Fireburn charges home and gives Gary Portelli second golden sliver. Fireburn beat Best of Bordeaux and Cool and Gutter third. Followed by Dormier. Further back to Ohio, she's extreme, queen of the ball. Then came Jackano from Revolutionary Miss Shajardin, uh, Lady Laguna from Rise of the Masses, Seven Vale, Seven Act, and Sweet Ride was about the last to finish. Fireburn went into the race somewhat unheralded, and that's despite a record of four starts for three wins. In fact, she's always flown under the radar. But uh, yesterday, uh, she showed a number of qualities uh, that wins you a golden slipper. Let's not talk any more about it because I want to have a chat with Gary Portelli, the trainer. He's been kind enough to join us as our first guest. Gary, good morning and congratulations. Thanks very much and uh, good morning to you too. I was just saying about this filly uh, by Rebel Dana. We'll come to that later. She'd only suffered defeat once. Uh, always winning, finding the line, tenacious, courageous... But, but as I said, always seemed to fly under the radar. There was always one to talk about a bit more for some reason. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Sometimes um, seeing isn't always believing. Mm. Um, and I couldn't believe, you know, the price difference between the Colts and her. I, I honestly didn't think there was much between the two horses. All the way through, um, every time we put a hurdle in front of her, she jumped it and she won. And, and then all these other horses were getting beaten and whatever. It was were, were shortening up in the market. And I just thought, well, you know, I, I couldn't. I just was confident I had the right horses, but, um, you know, they were all looking for something that got beaten and was looking for the unlucky horse. And, you know, with two-year-olds, I believe anyway that, you know, the best horses win and they find ways to win. And, um, you know, her record, she, she probably should have been unbeaten. She was unlucky at a first start. Um, you know, it was, she almost blundered and fell at one point and then made a long, wide run. I think if we'd have ridden the back cold, she would have come with a run and won. So she should have had really an unblemished record. And, um, you know, but I think yesterday um, she went to a new level. Take us through your emotions during the race, Gary. I'm assuming you were probably tearing up your tickets with both of your horses at various points. And especially, I guess, with Fireburn really being sort of put on her nose. And, and you must have thought she was probably out of the race when she, she, she suffered that interference. Oh, look, it was, it was an emotional roller coaster to watch both horses get into trouble into the first corner, you know. Um, we were hoping that our, our riders were going to be able to take up a better position, maybe midfield, but they just didn't jump well enough. The speed was crazy in that first corner. So going the first turn, I thought, oh, we're going quick enough. Our horses were together, both beside each other, and they both got interference at the same time. Um, obviously, she got the worst of it. She got uh, shuffled right back and went nearly through the fence. Uh, the Colt then proceeded on the race and got checked a few more times into the turn in the straight. He never got daylight. So his run was wasted. But during the race, I thought, well, approaching home term, I just thought, oh, well, we're out of play. This is the Golden Slipper's gone this year. We thought we had the horses, but unfortunately, the, the you know the uh, you know the luck in running wasn't there for us. And you know, I was already you know in repair mode, thinking, well, you know, we're going to be dealing with some disappointed owners here, and all that sort of stuff goes through your head. And um, then I saw them colours starting to rail up, and. Um, you know, she was flying on the inside, and I just know what she's like. When she sets out after someone, she's got Rebel Dane's ability to pick herself up 
accelerate and keep accelerating right through to the winning post. And she stamped herself as a proper Group 1 horse yesterday. She certainly did. Let's go. I want to drill down a bit more on that incident halfway through the race, which is quite clear on the replay. So she gets sort of, or she's extreme, sort of falls back on her, and then she cannons into, I think it was Sajardin. But when this happens in a race, whether it's a golden slipper or a narrow maiden, it must knock them about physically and also mentally. So to overcome both of those setbacks and then still charge and win, that's a very special an exclusive quality, I'd say. No doubt, no doubt. I think, um, you know, as you say, when that happens, but what people don't realise is horses have to breathe in rhythm with their stride. So when these sort of things happen, all of a sudden the jockey's up in their mouth trying to turn them and, and, and control them and they stop breathing for a certain amount of time. Then they've got to get galloping again. Then they've got to get their rhythm with their breathing back again, getting oxygen in. And we all know, anyone said, go on for a run, if you don't breathe during your running, you are not going to finish off when you ask to accelerate. Um, the, the, the lactic acid builds up and you just run out of puff. Um, for her to do what she did, it, it's just, you just can't believe it. It's stuff you dream about. It never happens in real life, you know. Um, and, and she did it. So it was a bit like watching the Belle de Jour thing, you know, and she flew out in the air out of the gates and Lenny Beasley landed back in the saddle and was able to still win the race. This, this filly was the same sort of feeling for me. Was I just thought she was, you know, she was out of play. And Brenton actually said he thought that from this, from that accident onwards, he was just going to protect her, try to get her back into some sort of rhythm, try to beat a few home so we could at least get in the top ten and get some prize money. And um, he couldn't believe the horse that he had when he straightened up. What was the situation with uh, Jason Collett with uh, your two slipper runners? Because obviously he'd ridden both. Did he have the the choice to ride Sajardin or, or Fireburn? Obviously he was on Sajardin. Yeah. What was it? What was the the backstory there? Yeah, no, he um, he he chose Sajardin. He thought he could win the race based on what he felt from both horses. So um, and unfortunately he never got a crack. So um, you know he was another one that was you know getting shuffled about and couldn't get in any sort of rhythm and then. He never got daylight until the last hundred. You actually see him starting to get through the line late. So he's he was more like a barrier trial for the size produce, and um, you know, and and both horses have pulled up so well this morning. You wouldn't have thought they went round. So it just goes to show you, these top class horses, um, they've just got that recovery, better recovery, more ability, and uh, can handle all sorts of situations. You had a lot going through your head during the race, as you've explained to us, having two runners, um, finding them striking trouble, and then all of a sudden you've won your second golden slipper. But in the or in the aftermath, um, and again, I don't know if you're an emotional person or not, but to see the colours, the Lorelo colours, and the fact this filly is by Rebel Dane, who you trained, it must have been a very special five minutes or so after the race yesterday. Oh, it was. It was. You know, it's been special all the way through for, for me with her. Mm. particular being you know I, I trained rebel dane's mother i trained him and then i've got this beautiful filly that's just kept improving and just she's got the same quality as him she's got this beautiful shape beautiful eye uh, gorgeous sort of features and she's got the ability to keep accelerating um through a race i've watched a few times when she's won he had this ability that when he started and you know, people probably don't understand it unless you're a horse person sometimes, but or even an athlete. If you keep working one muscle, um, say, say you're working your left arm, it burns out, you work to your right arm to work. You know, with horses, when they're galloping on the, 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 the leading leg as they straighten, you'll find they usually switch after they're straightened onto the new leg, which will be the left leg, and they'll power off that because they're using a muscle that hasn't been used as much. 
and they accelerate, go through their gears, and then they, they, they usually stay on that left leg all the way down the straight. Where Rebel Dane, he would do that, and then if he still couldn't catch the leader, he's still 50 out, he would switch back on the other leg again because he could feel him, he was burning on the, the other muscle. He'd kick off it again. He could kick three times in a straight to catch her. And she's doing the same things at two. She's just doing so many natural things that, you know, most horses with a bit of time have to do, you know, and, and she's just phenomenal. How did this compare for you sort of uh, yesterday to She Will Rain? Like that was obviously a magic moment, your first golden slipper, and uh, everyone remembers that. But was this right up there or, or even better oh, in yeah. some ways? No, probably a little bit better even. You know, I, I, I thought that She Will Rain was an absolute certainty. I don't know, it's silly. I don't go to the race very often thinking that any time, you know. But I just thought she was the dominant two-year-old all year. And... Um, and she just had that gun run, she, beautiful ride. She kept railing up and she straightened up and she put him, put him away. But this girl had to come from, you know, obviously getting knocked down and thinking she was just in no hope of running anywhere um, to putting in one of the biggest wins you've ever seen, the slipper. Um, it was just, uh, it was an amazing feeling. It just, you know, I've got to watch it again. I, I just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it all happens too quick. And the good part is when you watch it, it looks so bad, but you know the end, what the ending's going to be, so it all ends up so good. As a trainer, any trainer wants to win every black-type race available. You've now won two golden slippers. Does that sort of put you in that frame of mind where you say, well, this is the race that I want to win again? Uh, this, uh, this is up higher than any other race? Oh, definitely. It's, it's, I'd love to win a Cox Plate. That's one thing I've always dreamt about as well. But, you know, that's, I think that's the next level again. I think Cox Plate is the... You know, if you talk about boxing, it's the heavyweight championship. It's the the horse can get 2,000 weight for age. They've earned their stripes. They don't get in that race unless they're true group one horses, and that's a race I'd love to win. But the slipper is a bit more, I think, technical as training. Two-year-olds are very, very uh, intricate, and I find that I really enjoy getting into horses' heads and understanding you know, obviously identifying the ones that are going to be good enough and cope with the situation of getting through to raising it to. But you've got to be right on your game as far as listening to what your horse is telling you as far as how much more work they want, if you've gone too far, um, if they've had enough. All these things that I think you've got to be right on your game with. And the older horses are pretty easy. They just, you know, they almost train themselves. you just got to keep them fit and they turn up. But babies can be gone to the paddock tomorrow you know and that's the things you've got to read and don't let your your mind um you know or, or your passion or you know what you want um take over the what you're seeing and because you know you can push horses too far if you want to win something you keep aiming at something that horse is telling you i can't get there if you don't listen you're going to probably ruin the horse's future so for me i i really love watching the 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 changes, the subtle changes in a horse during a preparation and and working with them and hoping that every year you buy something or get given something that is actually good enough to train and aim at a good two-year-old race. But, you know, I really enjoy that part of it. It's just what you see on race day is basically what I tell on the riders and everyone handles them is, is a mirror to what you've done, is what you've educated that baby to do. And, you know, when they come out and do it, it's, it's like watching your kids score a try you know it's it's fantastic uh the size is a couple of weeks away um gary i'm just having a look at the, the tabs uh, fixed odds market on that group one now fire burns the four dollar 50 favorite and sir jordan's at eleven dollars i know we're only 
uh, you know, a day after the slipper. But as we, we sit here right now, are they both likely to go to the size? And, and if Absolutely. so, would, would you like a wet track again, clearly, I guess, for both? Um, look, uh, both horses will go there at, at this stage. What I saw today was two very, very um, happy horses. Um, yeah, I, they'll, they'll definitely go, wet track or dry track, I'm not sure. Um, after what I saw yesterday, the sectional, she ran on that soft track pretty good and you know, she's she's won the dry. He's won the dry. Um, but you know, obviously, when you do get to a wet track, if you if you've got that bit of, um, I would just say, um, uh, you know, the ability to beat the other horses based on the track, then we've got the right horses for that, that's for sure. But um, I just don't forget Sajardin. He's a, he's a proper Group One horse, but he was just um, he was in all sorts yesterday. Gary, once again, congratulations. Uh, what I like about us talking this morning. You provided a great insight, not only into Firebird and Sajan, but also the animal, the, the thoroughbred itself. It's been a most interesting chat. Continued good success. And the way they raced yesterday, particularly Firebird, I'm sure you'll have a lot more success. Thanks for your time. Thanks thanks, thanks very much, guys. And it's always good to talk to you guys on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> We've won a race. We've won a decent one. So it's really good. Yeah, thank you.